0: Welcome to The Lit Life, the podcast by two Nightdale librarians, Nightdale staff, and Nightdale students, where we talk about lit YA Lit. Welcome everyone to our podcast, The Lit Life, where we are going to talk about Black YA authors that we love. This is our way to kick off Black History Month. My name is Christelle Baron. I'm one of the, the librarians at Nightdale High School. I'm Jennifer Kosh, I'm the other librarian at Nightdale.
1: Madeline Butler at Garner High School.
2: I'm Laura Aldridge, I'm the Media Coordinator at Durant Road Middle School.
0: Perfect. And I'm Rebecca Hathcock, the Librarian at Hortons Creek Elementary School. Awesome, so we're just a bunch of librarians that love YA Lit, and we decided this month to really focus on YA Lit by some of our favorite Black authors. So I'm going to kick it off and start talking about some of the people that I adore. I have named a lot. I know we maybe we're supposed to pick one, but I named a lot. I love Evie Zaboy, Jason Reynolds. I'm a big fan of Elizabeth Acevedo, Angie Thomas, Nick Stone. The list could go on, but those are some of, I think some of the hottest names in YA lit right now, let alone black YA lit, right? I'm a big fan of
3: um, Evie Zaboy, especially. I like the magical realism aspect that she kind of brings in. Um, like with American Street, it was awesome to see like these little elements of magic that she weaves in. I'm the sci-fi fantasy reader of our pair of librarians. So um, the ones I chose were, while I love all the ones that Christelle just listed, um, I really love um, like Tomi Adeyemi and um, Justina Ireland, Kwame. Like the sci-fi fantasy aspect is what I really love.
0: I'm glad
4: you brought up Kwame, cause I wasn't sure if I was allowed to bring him up cause he
0: is just fantastic. Oh, listen, our high school kids love Kwame. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yes, <laughs> they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, our freshman kids come in especially, and that is a name that they're familiar with. And when they hear us promoting Kwame, they're like, oh, I can get down with that. Cool. Sports, <laughs> a lot of sports there. They like Kwame for sports, but they like his style a lot too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Kwame Alexander was an author I recommended to a group of um boys that we had, um, at our school that were constantly getting in trouble and constantly getting suspended and constantly getting into fights. Um, and we, uh, there was a boys group developed for them and I came and spoke to them about his books and, um, uh, especially his basketball books and they loved them. Um, as a matter of fact, they would not read anything else, but, but his books. So that was- He's really a hit at, at our school. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I think that's like, anytime we can reach you know, kids with reading and especially boys, which we know is harder and harder as they get older yes. to reach is awesome. So that's a great reason to pick up a Kwame book, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that um, Kwame Alexander and several others that we've talked about already, some of th- what makes their work so accessible is the um, novel in verse. and the poetry, it's short and it's really engaging.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that. I was going to say that one of my favorite Jason Reynolds books, of course, I know it's kind of maybe passe to talk about it, but I love it. It's long way down. We Mm -hmm. recommend it to every student. I haven't really ever had a student come back and say they didn't like it. You're right. It is short, but it's also poetry, which is cool, which doesn't always appeal to everybody. And it doesn't really appeal to me. I'm not really a poetry reader, but I actually like poetry that's a story. So that does appeal to me. So that kind of opened that up for me as well. But I just love how it makes it accessible. So an, a subject like that is in Long Way Down, very serious, right? A lot of social justice issues going on, a lot of hard life-changing decisions going on in that book, and also presented in a really unusual fashion. But then is right. so accessible because it's not super long. Um, but it's written by an author that really understands how to speak to kids, speak kids' language too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you all read Long Way Down or any of the other Jason Reynolds books? Yes, he's, he's hot, right? I mean, he's—I oh, yeah. I mean, he is a hot author. One mm-hmm. of the things I truly adore about him—I had a I didn't really pick a favorite, but I do like Long Way Down a lot. But um, I just love how he takes, how he speaks in a way that's so raw that. My students love reading him and I'm sure it's not just my students, but my students really love Jason Reynolds books. And he's mm-hmm. also someone that they can look at and go, dude, he looks like me. <laughs> he mm-hmm. looks like a cool exactly. guy. He right. doesn't look like a stuffed shirt. He he looks like something he's, that maybe I would want to be. Right. Good he's on. relatable.
1: He's very relatable to them. Yes. Um, I, I like the I love one of the reasons I love Jason Reynolds is because the way that he writes is the way that he speaks, um, and the way he speaks to um, young adults is the way that they speak. So they can just really grab a hold of his his writing and relate to it immediately. Um, I particularly like reading a lot of his um, ver- the novels in verse, Long Way Down, just sections of it aloud to um, teenagers, and I mean it's amazing to read aloud to teenagers when they actually listen and they get quiet. It's almost like you could hear a pin drop Mm -hmm. when when reading some of those. Um, And you would think, oh, reading aloud is just for elementary students, but it's not. (laughs) Uh, High schoolers love, they love to be read read to as well, especially from those authors.
0: We had some teachers doing first chapter Fridays and I know that Jason Reynolds was a big one that they liked to do. um, And they would just read one chapter to grab the kids.
1: Right. Oh, cool. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that idea.
0: In Mm -hmm. his case, he's such
3: a good narrator. His his audio books are great way. The kids would love those,
4: too. Oh, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, I listened to um, I listened to Long Way Down, actually. I didn't. That was one of the few that I didn't actually read the physical book. And I am really glad I listened to it because it was he does a great job of really bringing it to life and. Like, I I felt like I was better able to envision what was happening because of the inflection and, you know, just the way things were said. So, it was really good.
0: That's another um the audiobook by um Elizabeth Acevedo, the mm-hmm. um the poet X. That audiobook mm-hmm. is amazing. Totally listened mm-hmm. to that and I loved it. Again, I'm not really I don't consider myself someone who enjoys poetry, but oh man, I loved the poet X. And I mm-hmm. love that she's Afro Dominican and so mm-hmm. she really like speaks to like many different cultures at my school, which is nice too. I've got the, also the strong female voice there as well, which I love, but I mean, that audiobook was excellent.
3: Um, the audio book of uh, On the Come Up, I felt that way about too, because um, I, I, I read that one first and then I listened to it and I felt like the listening to it really helped bring like Breeze Raps alive. Like I could really understand kind of more what she was saying because apparently i'm not great with rhythm (laughs) in my head anyway (laughs) so it was really good to like actually get to hear it um and that's another one with a great like strong female character who is you know sort of taking the
1: lead in that book that's how i felt about um uh the hate you give um because to be honest with you it was hard for me to relate to a lot of the things in that book uh just because of her to Two totally different um, atmospheres that she lived in, and when she, when I listened to it, I, I got it. But when I read it, it was hard for me to relate. And then sometimes because of the strong language, because <laughs> I know that's how a lot of um, kids talk, but it was just hard for me. But when I listened to it, it was easier for me to, to kind of flow with um, the environment that they're coming from. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And you know, I don't think we can have a Black History talk about Black authors without mentioning Angie Thomas. That girl is on oh, yeah. fire. <laughs> like, who's had like the number of of awesome hits she's had, one right after the other. And I have to say, not only do I love Angie Thomas's writing and her stories, um, we fangirl because we totally did a door decorating contest one year with <laughs> with Thug, and she retweeted our door. So oh, we right. were,
1: oh.
0: she <laughs> Still not too big for retweet her her thug door with us. That was so awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you read Concrete Rose yet? No. How is it? It's a long it? waiting list, so it'll a while for me. Another book that is kind of a different vein, uh, in a different vein from all the books we're talking about with YA fiction is Stamped mm-hmm. um, by Jason Reynolds, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, I loved that book because I am not a nonfiction <laughs> <That's> Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I just really felt like he did such a great job of making a really hard topic come to life for me. Not topic, but history, right? Come to mm-hmm. life for me in a way that I was still engaged. And I, I felt like I was reading a story, even though it wasn't a story, which I think is awesome because we need our students. We need that to be accessible to our students and not be so hard to read that they won't read about it right and we need right. it to be accessible to our white students our black students our hispanic students we need everybody to be able to read books like that so i love that right. he's made that so accessible
1: right plus yeah. it's, it's um i feel like stamped is a part of american history um, um and it's it's written on a level where like once again jason reynolds in his voice kids can really relate to it because he speaks to them in their voice, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just something, I feel like it should be required reading for American history classes. Yeah. When
2: I listened to it, I immediately was like, we've got to pair this with our EL curriculum. In seventh grade, they read Frederick Douglass, and mm. it's a really good, important thing for them to read, but that narrative, is it's hard for them to contextualize, and right. I think that that's what Jason did, is give students the vocabulary to yes. be able to talk about it in that context of their own history and how it's playing out today. Right." Yeah. Well, yeah. said.
0: Really <laughs> well said, really
4: well
2: said. It's a book that feels like a conversation.
0: more so than yes.
4: You're yeah. reading a
0: conversation. Exactly. I just heard him talking about that on an interview, and we were just looking for some resources, and he was talking about how he tells people right away it's not a history book, but then it really is a history book. Yeah. And I want to be like, it's, but it's not because of the way it's that he wrote it. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. And like you said, way more conversational than a history book would read.
1: Right. And it's it's a great tool to initiate difficult conversations, too, that um, students can have. Mm -hmm.
0: How do you think that um, the books that we're talking about, the authors that we're talking about, um, how do you think they sort of embody the concept of Black history? What are some ideas that are presented in the books that really sort of make you think like this is a great book to make sure that kids are aware of during Black History Month for sure. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Um, I think that's a really like, I think that's a big question. It's a good question. Um, One of the things for me is, of course, like we were just talking about with um, Jason Reynolds is making things relatable. But one of the things that I'm really loving watching happen in the, you know, the fantasy world is the shift towards different um, mythologies and things like that. Because for the longest time it was all European based. Like if you picked up a fantasy book, it was going to have the same kinds of themes, the same kinds of magic, the same, you know, it's exactly the same. So I loved um, Tristan Strong Punches a Hole in the Sky because it's, you know, it's African American folklore and it's, you know, African um, legends and mythology. And it was awesome to see that be brought into um, like the same kind of presentation as all of the Greek mythology with Percy Jackson, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's this really relatable thing where kids are learning um, legends and histories and all this sort of thing, but they can see them, you know, they can see different versions of these same kinds of, you know, heroes, these same kinds of characters. So I think it's really important to have those sorts of, um, I guess that kind of representation in different forms of literature so that it's not all like, I love all of the books that address um, civil rights and some of the harder issues, but it's also great to see it in different kinds of stories. You know, these, these kids are like, right, they're, they're heroes, they're living, you know, normal lives, they're doing all these different things, and it doesn't always have to be this one type of thing, you know, that's not the core of the... That's not the core of our students' existence, and it's not the core of the character's existence. So I think that's a kind of a very important thing that um, is happening more lately than I've seen in the past. That's
0: mm-hmm. an excellent point.
2: Jennifer, have you read um, Song Below Water by Bethany Morrow?
1: Yes. Oh. The
2: Black Mermaid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that <was> so good. <laughs> um, that was yeah. one
2: of my first like exposures, and I was like, I don't know what kind of creature this is. I'm gonna have to research it. <laughs> I, I Librarian, that. that. <laughs> and I was like, this is <laughs> I so could, good.
3: I figured out, yeah. I figured out the gorgon angle, but like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it completely stumped me for part of it. <laughs> it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved that book. Um, yeah. That's uh, nice. I don't know. It was. A, I felt like that was a very different sort of.
0: Um, sort of voice. I'm glad you brought that one up. I did like that one a lot. Mm -hmm. I like about one of a few of the things I like about all the authors we're talking about is not only are they black authors, which of course is representative of uh, great role models, right, for our students, but also they put, they put students that are like my students in their stories. So Mm -hmm. their stories have, my students can see themselves in these stories and they don't just put like, you know, a token character. They are like, centralized in the story. And they're real characters. They're not like, you know, some made up version of what people think they should be. They're real characters that my students can relate to. And they deal with real topics that they're dealing with, right? Um, I love Mm -hmm. the Evie Zaboy Pride, because it takes um, Pride and Prejudice is one one of my favorite classic books, but completely unrelatable to many people. (laughs) And actually sets it in a, in a, in a city where gentrification is a huge issue and it addresses that right within the same sort of classic story, but with characters that my students can see themselves in.
1: Cool. Cool.
2: I'm glad you brought up that because um, like Renee Watson has written a lot about Mm. um, gentrification and stuff like that. These issues that are happening with this, um, in current times and I think that a lot of these authors too address like the intersectionality of um, being black being um, black and Hispanic or being um, black and gay or um, there's a lot of multifaceted characters that they're writing about.
1: Right, right.
0: That, that's right, that's absolutely right and I love that, I love that.
1: Um, I'll take a note, a little turn. Um, one of my favorites um, genres is historical fiction. I just love 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 historical fiction um, like I'm just like obsessed with it but so I uh, one of my favorite authors in that vein is Mildred D Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. So my every, everyone kind of calls me like the <laughs> old school. she's one of the old school um, black Y a authors. Um, And she does cross over a lot to middle school as well, too. And I I was a middle school librarian for six, seven, nine years before I came to high school. So I didn't all, you know, a lot of Mildred Taylor and a lot of other books that she wrote. But one of my favorites is um, The Land, um, because The Land. um, One thing about Mildred Taylor that I love is that she she writes about her. I feel like that's her family. And she writes it in such a way that it draws you in and you feel like you are a part of her family as you're you're reading her stories about about the Logan family. Um, And then she she captivates all of the historical events um, and the historical data is so accurate. She portrays that. Very well in all of her in all of her writing. She's very accurate with her st- historical data as well. Um, so that she's one of my that's why she's one of my favorites. Um, she's kind of like the voice of the past, um, and then Jason Reynolds is like the voice of the present um, for for Black History. So she's representative. um it's like two generations of Black or Black White mm-hmm. authors.
0: Well, and I love that because we always talk about like, when are we going to have Black Future Month or when are we going to have Black Present Month? And that's kind of how we always think about Black History Month is Black History, Present and Future. So that, um, you know, and you've convinced me I'm going to have to check out Mildred Taylor's books (laughs) because I love that, um, you know, we're talking about books that are dealing with tough topics and that are helping our kids understand empathy, but also helping them understand those tougher topics like racism, right, and social justice, and, you know, the reality of what some of our kids are living. So not only are they helping create empathy, but they're also helping them understand some of these really tough topics, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes from her, um, I'll just end with this um, for Mm -hmm. my piece, but um, she says, although there are those who wish to ban my books because I mm-hmm. have used language that is painful, I have chosen to use the language that was spoken during the period, for I refuse to whitewash history. The language was painful and life was painful for many African-Americans, including my family. I want to remember the pain. I think
3: that's a,
0: an and. Excellent quote. That was an excellent quote that kind of embodies a lot of right. why we're talking about some of these authors today. Does anybody have any closing thoughts before we wrap this up today?
4: Oh, I have one, but she might have to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> so right away. Real. When you when you said to pick one, I, I was like, oh man, I would love um, to pick Danielle Clayton. But then there is a person who I'm very enthusiastic about right now, and that is Tracy Dion and her mm-hmm. book, Last Born. And I know usually it would be strange to pick someone who only had one novel. But what this novel does, I think, is incredible right now. We're, um, I think we're a little biased because she's from North Carolina yeah. and on the campus of UNC Chapel Hill. But I've talked to books grammars yeah. from all over and they love it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, I think what people love is that she takes um, magic that is pretty white, Arthurian legend, and flips it mm-hmm. and switches it up and becomes involved in it so that she does become involved with the secret society. I think that these are keywords that appeal to a lot of people <laughs> and why this book is so good. But often Absolutely. with fantasy, I don't know if there's a term for this, but sometimes with fantasy books, there's this effort and time you have to take to get into it and understand it. Mm-hmm. That I sat down one night with this and said, let me just give it a shot and get a few pages in. And 60 pages later, I looked up and said, oh, So it's really something you sink into and Brie, the main character, is someone that you are for from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And Sidian weaves a little bit in there of the the racism she faces and the microaggressions she experiences in a way that you can understand intellectually, I think, by reading nonfiction and news that this is still happening in our world, but when Mm -hmm. you read it as if you are that person. I think it lands in a different way that I'm really excited about our students and and other people going through that. I'm glad you said empathy, Madeline, that like going through the empathy process of what that would feel like and not ever wanting to be the one inflicting that. Um, I think it's such an amazing book. And
0: and it is just. Yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. um, Right.
3: Yeah. That's actually the next on my to-read uh, to pile, so I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Um, yeah. We need to talk about it when you do. Definitely, <laughs> and and it's something that kind of blends. I won't talk about this much. Christelle has heard all about this many times, but it's something that kind of blends the fantasy and the um, historical fiction. If you have not read um, Red Nation, I totally recommend it. Oh, yeah, I've read that. love that book. Um, So the whole idea of, like, what would happen if zombies appeared in the middle of the Civil War is just, it's (laughs) awesome. But it's the same thing in that you would expect it to be, you know, you hear it's a zombie book and you think it's going to be, like, you know, the traditional zombie um, genre, I guess. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not even exactly a genre, but it's not. It's really about... Um, like the interpersonal relationships between all these characters and they're all so complex. Like I absolutely loved it, but it definitely crosses that whole, like it's historical, but is it because there's all these fantasy elements, but it was Historical
1: really easy. meets fantasy. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it was so easy to just sink into that world and it was like I was, you know, I was Jane like from the beginning and just kind of mm-hmm. followed along with her. So completely get that idea. Wow.
0: Cool. Awesome. So we're going to close with the concept of, of, you know, we know there's a debate raging about whether or not we should have black history month and, you know, whether having a black history month means that we concentrate on it one month and then we don't do anything else with it the other 11 months. So we're not here to debate that, but (laughs) what we are here to do is just to highlight authors that we promote all year long. We promote Mm -hmm. our black author's as much as we promote all of our authors, but we do like to highlight them during a month that is still considered Black History Month. Um, and I'm going to close with a quote from Jason Reynolds that is from All American Boys: "History yeah. can only teach its lesson if it's remembered."
3: Thank you for listening to the Lit Live. Check us out on the Nightdale High School Library website and follow us on social media.